Hello everyone, this is Robin Threadbear, and welcome back to Fighting in Harmony, a Lancer campaign. Now, normally I start with where we last left off, but this time, well, uh, one of the players has been kind enough to get me access to the Field Guide to the Karakin Trade Baronies PDF, and among other things, it offers several new rules and ideas for narrative play. And since this campaign involves a lot of narrative play, I figure, hey, let's use it. So for the benefit of my players in here and for the audience out there, I'm going to go over the four new game mechanics that have been introduced in the Karakin Trade Baronies. First of all, there is the bonds. I have no idea why they are called bonds, except that I guess Lancer wanted to feel special. <laughs> because Bonds are basically just character classes or archetypes, as it would be called in basically any other system. Every player character has a different bond. Those bonds give them powers that give them things they can do within narrative play, and only narrative play should be specified. And... As they gain experience, they gain access to more bond powers, and overall the stuff they can do increases, as if they had a character class. Second new game mechanic is experience. As I've said, characters can gain experience with their bonds and level them up. However, it should be specified, they can only level up a bond during downtime, as in between missions. So while they can hit the, the experience they need to get a new bond power, and that's eight for the record, to actually gain that bond power, they need to uh, wait until the mission is over. However, experience is gained at the end of each session. And the way you gain experience is pretty similar to other systems that you might have experience with. Uh, basically, each bond has three major ideals that never change. Two of them are identical between all of the bonds. I express my heritage, background, or beliefs through my actions, or I struggled with issues from my burdens or background, and I address challenges with whatever the preferred means are with the uh, bond in question. However, they also have a minor ideal, which is much more specific to the bond in question, and is also very situational. You choose, at the beginning of each session, one of your minor ideals, because you think it might come up during the session and you might have a chance to do it. If it does come up, if you do do it, you get one experience point, as you do for fulfilling the three major ideals that you have. And overall, that is the main way that you gain experience. There are other ways of getting it, but we'll get to that when we get to it. The third major game mechanic is the clock. This is also borrowed from other game systems. In particular, Blades in the Dark, at least that's the first system I've encountered that uses the clock system. Basically, 
The players want to accomplish something, but that something is not going to be easy to accomplish. And so I create a clock. And over time, or th throughout several sessions maybe, or throughout uh, one extended encounter, the players make uh, a series of actions that uh, may fill in pieces of the clock. And once the clock fills in, it is accomplished. An easy clock is four, medium is eight, and difficult is probably around 12. And in particular for Lancer, rolling a skill check, if you get to zero to nine, you get one segment or none, depending on what's happening. 10 to 19 usually fills in two segments, and if you get a 20 or above, that's three segments. And this may be in addition to whatever other consequences are appropriate for the check in question. And the last major game mechanic is stress. There are no longer hit points in narrative play. There is only stress. And stress can represent physical injuries, but it can also represent mental strain and basically anything else that can happen to you that makes it harder for you to accomplish your goals. For instance, keep running into the secret police. For instance. Much like experience points, every player character can have up to 8 stress. If they hit more than 8 stress, then they are broken. For whatever reason, they can no longer contribute to the current scene and must withdraw from it. They do get to return after the current scene is over, but when they return, they also have a burden. Burdens are basically persistent injuries or persistent issues that a PC is having to deal with. You can only work on burdens between missions. And you get three slots for burdens. One is a four-segment clock, one is a six-segment clock, and one is a ten-segment clock. And uh, healing burdens uses the same sort of mechanics as filling in clocks in other circumstances. And so, the, uh, the more segments you have to fill in, the, the harder the burden is. Now, mechanically, burdens don't actually impact your rolls, unless you want them to. If you choose to take a difficulty die on your roll because of a burden, you get one extra experience point at the end of the session. You only get the one, though, no matter how many times burdens come up. Now, the way you gain stress is, first of all, failing rolls, but also you can attempt to push yourself and give yourself one free accuracy die on any given roll. One stress for one accuracy. You can also help someone else by giving them an accuracy die, but then you also take stress used to be you didn't have any penalty for assisting someone, but now you take stress, so keep that in mind. The other thing is that also between missions, you heal five stress. Only five. 
and you heal less stress if you've taken burdens, one for each. But on the bright side, when you take a burden, your stress clears immediately, all the way down to zero. So that's something to juggle. Finally, if you've somehow managed to fill in all of your burdens, and you still manage to get over eight stress and break, then uh, not only are you knocked out of the scene, but you don't clear all of your stress, you only clear two stress, and you inflict one stress on every other player character present. So try not to do that. Now, I believe that's just about everything that I have to say at the top here. So how about the players who are present inform us which bond you have chosen and which single power you have decided to start with? Okay. Why, as Jean-Luc Armand, who is still yet Dalton Coriance, has taken the Titan, which is the, uh, the big guy. What should I go over here? Besides anything besides the power? Uh, explain what your unique major ideal is, which minor ideal you have chosen for this session, and which bond power you have chosen and what it does. Okay. Well, my unique major ideal is I addressed challenges with strength, leadership, or force. I am the big guy. The minor ideal that I've chosen for this session is I protected someone weaker than myself. And the bond power that I took on acquiring this playbook is nothing to fuck with. If anyone causes one of your allies to take stress in your presence, take plus one accuracy on all actions against that person for the rest of the session. All right. Colin, how about you go next? I, as Connor Elias, chose the Harlequin. My specific major ideal is I address challenges with cunning, subterfuge, or deceit. The minor ideal I've chosen for this session, because I don't think really any of them are going to come up, but this one seems like the most likely, is I charmed my way out of a charged situation. And the bond power I chose is Spectacular Flourish. When I roll a 20-plus with any skill check, you amaze everyone present with your skill and daring. Anyone watching is stunned momentarily, granting plus one accuracy and increased effect to the next action you or another PC takes in the same scene. And incidentally, increased effect, that does have a mechanical meaning. If you are trying to fill in a clock and you have increased effect, then you will fill in one more segment than you otherwise would. Ah, cool. Excellent. Namtap? Hi, I'm Namtap, John, aka uh, Johnny Alpha. I've taken uh, the James Bond, aka um, the Builder. Let's see, um, in terms of the unique major ideal, it's I address challenges with diplomacy creativity or empathy um, I'm probably only going to adjust challenges with exactly one of those um, yeah <laughs> depends on who you encounter they aren't all imperialists they're all going to die um, 
<laughs> in terms of minor ideal, um, I guess I can diffuse uh, potentially violent or charged situations by um, being even more violent, so let's go with that one. I'm not going to count that as diffused. <laughs> Arguments are happening in the foreground, and then Johnny blows up a bomb in the background, and suddenly everybody has to go deal with that instead of whatever argument is happening. Perfectly diffused. All right, fine. <laughs> you. That sounds like the police definition of diffused. Yeah. Bomb squad. De escalate the situation by holding the right mouse button. Ah. <laughs> uh. In that case, then, I'm going to make a new friend or ally and then kill them. Um, but in terms of my power, um, I have picked the Rigger, which a bit complex, but basically I can create an improvised tool or device from parts that I basically have in my pocket, name its intended purpose, and it lasts one session, gives plus one accuracy for skill checks for a the purpose but I have to roll a dice before I use it and the outcome of the dice roll makes fun stuff happen I can do that twice per session and then it immediately breaks when the session ends regardless of the circumstances of the session break actually Bobbin I'd like to take the I created a new object organization or alliance or medic one that was broken minor ideal because that seems like it's got synergy here well, I will say for the purposes of gaining experience, you need to make more than just your uh, pocket device, because that's only temporary. You're a bully. You're a cyber bully. We'll figure something out. I'm going with that one. <laughs> All right. I will mention that uh, those of you paying attention may have noticed Pepper and Ape are not with us for this session. And I have already come up with explanations for why their characters are gone. Pepper's character, Arya, is staying in the Metal Star for now, because she is undergoing an extensive medical checkup slash diagnostic on her implants. And that will require her to stay for some time within the medical area of the ship. And so she will be catching up with you. As for Alan Blakeson, he is going with you to Alto. However, once you get there, he is going to ask to be dropped off somewhere and says that he has something to do, but he has to do it alone. And he will catch up with you later. Frasm, frasm, lone wolf, horseshit. Meanwhile, I should also mention that Connor was held up last session having a very long and tiring conversation about the letter of the law when it comes to sponsorship deals. And ultimately it ended uh, in a negative. Your continued sponsorship by uh, Manscaped will not be renewed. Okay. However, you do still have a downtime activity you can perform. Oh, okay. Uh, Since I you did not do so last time. I thought that was going to be my whole thing. I'll choose... Get... I'm going to try and get focused. Oh, you're training. Yeah, I'm All training. Right. Well, get focused does not involve a uh, 
skill roll of any kind. It's just plus two to any trigger, including one you make up on the spot, if you so choose. The devil trigger. What I will do is on the ship, I will review old episodes of my game show and look at episodes that got particularly high ratings and see if it was anything that I did that caused them to be high ratings. And basically, I'm going to improve my charm by two. So that's going to bring it to a total plus four. All right. Anything else you want to do in your downtime? And keep in mind that you have access to all of Soprano at this point. Oh, uh, I can do more than one thing? (laughs) You get one guaranteed downtime activity. That doesn't have to be all you do during your downtime. You know what? Let's get a damn drink. Let's go to Soprano and uh, just try drinking with the locals. Let's see what... like. Yeah, it's not a dry martini, but we'll we'll see what they can do. So, um, state your intention and roll. Which set of locals? The ones that we helped to uh, to save. The ones that Johnny. Yes, yes, come drink. We're going with us. back to Johnny's town. <laughs> yeah. You Los Rios. To Los Rios. Yeah, let's go to Los Rios. Uh, what? Sh- sh- oh, just uh, by the way, Colin. Another thing that you missed last time is Juanito, the rebel leader you exchanged numbers with and who probably mm-hmm. wants to fuck you for whatever reason, lives in Metal yeah. Star now. Oh, okay. No, we're going to go to Metal Star instead. <laughs> <laughs> so your intention is to get a damn drink with Juanito. Yes. His intention is to fuck. Well... <laughs> We'll see how the night goes, depending on how you roll. Come on, come on, roll a 20, not 20, not 20, not 20. Is it just a straight 20, or do I get to choose a trigger? I believe it's a trigger roll, yeah. Uh, uh, Roll 20 and add any relevant skill trigger bonuses, modifiers, or accuracy. Yeah, let's let's roll a charm since I'm trying to get laid. An 11. 11, you just barely come over parody. (laughs) Where did you get the accuracy die? Where did I get the accuracy? I think I might have accidentally um, left it in. Do you want me to re-roll, or are we just going to... Well, the accuracy die is a four, I notice. Or no, okay. your bonus is a four. Yeah, my bonus is... My bonus your your is accuracy four, die was the five. Oh, so you actually rolled a six. Six, oh no. Fucking rip. Time to get plastered. No one in here can hold their alcohol. You and Arya both. Well, you get to retain one thing. No, allow me. On a nine or less, you decide whether you had a good time or not, but either way, you wake up in a gutter somewhere with only one remaining out of your dignity, all your possessions, or your memory. I'm going to choose all my possessions. I would prefer <laughs> to have the things I went in there with. Does game show start with any dignity? He had all the dignity in the world. <laughs> I'm sure. You you haven't decided the most important thing, though, Colin. Hmm. Oh, yes, I did have a good time. Okay. All right. Well, it's not the same day, but you awaken in a garden somewhere in the middle of Metal Star. You're not wearing anything. 
Hmm. You don't remember how or when you got here, just that your night started off with a couple whiskey sours. I sit up. I look around. Huh. Haven't done this in a while. I start looking for my clothes, which I assume are nearby because I do have my possessions, and I would assume my clothes are part of my possessions. Yeah, but you explicitly don't have them. (laughs) Well, what you don't have is your dignity, and so your clothing is not in the garden. But once you find your quarters, you will see that they have been uh, washed and pressed and placed at the base of your bed. Okay. I will start to get dressed. Just desperately trying to remember what happened and nothing comes up. At one point during your walk of shame, you see Juanito in the hallway. He gives you a wink and moves into an adjoining passage saying nothing. I'll have to come back and do this again and try to remember it. Pop, and I need to know, is the garden just Demu's drunk tank? <laughs> well, if any of you retain your memory after getting a drink, we'll find out. <laughs> <laughs> there is uh, one other point I should mention. Mm-hmm. Which is that you did succeed at your bonus objective during the last mission, and so in this mission you're starting with extra repairs. Ooh. Basically it means that for this next mission you will have two additional repairs over your regular repair cap. Now that we've gotten all of that out of the way, where we last left off, the vanguard of the revolution was in the downtime between missions, and they have been informed that their next target for liberation is the island of Alto. The island is basically a forest reserve meant to be logged slowly and carefully over the course of centuries in order to maintain the wood supply for the entire planet over time. However, the uh, recent leadership of the uh, hegemony in the area has, instead of sustainable logging techniques, switched to clear-cutting techniques, which gets faster results, but shortens the lifespan of the Alto Forest. Also worth noting is that Alto's other major natural resource is the fisheries that live along its coast. And thanks to incentives and quotas, the fish population in the area has also been declining sharply. The current effective ruler of Alto is Calvamaganus, known as Sister Proprietor Calva, because she is out of the military and instead runs all of the logging companies on Alto, along with a private military company that works hand in glove with the hegemony and 
performs the tasks that the official military is best off not being seen performing. And when they are not doing that, the uh, two major things that the PMC, known as the Mud Kickers, does is they hunt down the various elements of the Alto Underground, which is the remnants of the last Alto Resistance organization. And they also uh, scrounge up local volunteers, in air quotes, to represent opposition forces in their uh, war games. And every once in a while they get hired by the rich trebles who have summer homes on Alto to perform staged hostage situations that add a little bit of spice to a otherwise safe and quiet vacationing time. One other thing I believe I can mention is that Calva Meganis is from the base archipelago originally and was a member of the base resistance during its last revolution cycle, but she betrayed everyone she worked with in order to get in good with the Trouble Society, and that is what led directly to her uh, joining the Harmonic Choir. Your two objectives for this mission are to identify the leader of the Alto Underground, and with their assistance, secure a reusable drop site that will allow Metal Star Supplies to enter the Underground's network. Your second objective is to identify and destroy the operations center used by the sister proprietor, Calva McGannis. In this case, her death, while a great benefit, is not strictly necessary. It's a bonus. Exactly. But that's all I've got, so what happens next? Well, we need to pick a landing zone for the metal wing, and we need to get to work on the Alto Underground. That's like item one. I'm just taking spare parts off the metal wing. We need that to get back home, Johnny. Don't take it apart. Spare parts. If you require spare parts, I can supply you with a much more reliable source. No, no, these are better. I guarantee they aren't. I'm building. They are not only reliable, but they are also not necessary for the function of the wingship. Well, you didn't give me a kinetic damper, so I've got to build my own. This is your fault, computer. If I give you a kinetic damper, will you stop messing around with the wing? Yes. Fine. Have one. <laughs> <laughs> It's at home. Come back and get it. You haven't taken off just yet. Oh, okay. And so, one of the little uh, maintenance robots that you see zipping around now and again just comes up the uh, the landing ramp, zips over to uh, Johnny, and you're not sure if it's intentional or not, but you feel a strong static shock as you touch the device <laughs> going into your fingers. Are you fucking? I'm gonna kick it. It zips back a little bit faster than you. <laughs> Did you see that? <laughs> Just fuck jo- Johnny, stop trying to break the little robots. They're here to help. 
<laughs> it's a tax baby. I'm just watching, just like holding some sort of glass and just like laughing. <laughs> I didn't see any sort of attack. I'm on to you. I somehow temporarily went blind and didn't see a damn thing. Rest assured, computer whose name I can't remember, I'll have my revenge. The word Demu flashes onto a nearby screen. Yeah, Demu. More like Demu gonna get a robot kicked. I hold that, up my hand for the high five. That doesn't work. I hold up my hand for a high five. For a left hanging. You are 100% left hanging. I'm gonna keep holding this arm up until someone gives me a high five. <laughs> I'm Hours grab later, you by the back of your shirt and drag you into the metal wing. So, I will say that the capital settlement of Alto is a place called New Hesse. It is built along a fjord on basically either side of the towering walls between this narrow passage of where the river meets the ocean. Aside from that, other viable landing spots include any of a number of small fishing villages along the coastline, or perhaps, if you'd like to get straight into it, there are a number of isolated summer homes that are clearly visible in the uh, less deforested parts of the island, most of which are located on high spots overlooking beautiful vistas, the ocean, etc. So, the only reason that I can think of off the top of my head that we would start at the villas is if we wanted to just load up into our mechs and start blowing up people who are on summer vacation which would get the mud kickers on us way before we're ready. Wait, I, I know that appeals like... to Johnny, but for the sensible people in the room... Hey, 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 hey. Tell me hey. I'm wrong. Look, um, Tell me I'm know. wrong. Yeah. You know, we, I thought we were going to sort of do that play thing and then kill the mud kickers. Look, that's... I thought we and I, I thought we'd take part in, like, the... the, the the hero the play. games yeah the games yes well yeah. i i would like us to make contact with the alto underground first okay like it's like you, you know you go i'm not against killing civilians but at the same time like i'm not going to do it willy-nilly like there's got to be a point point to it otherwise it's just otherwise it's just monstrous I think killing civilians is monstrous, no matter the situation. Yeah, we're at war. Pick a side. Anyway, my thought is, is that our information on the Alto Underground is that they are a relocation project. There are a number of underground villages where people are taken to from the poorest and most overwhelmed locations on Alto. So I think finding a place that is 
ripe for such harvest, and insinuating ourselves there will be a good way to get in contact with them. Not just on Alto. You have been informed that refugees from across the planet can, in some cases, manage to smuggle themselves on shipping boats to Alto, and from there use the underground to disappear. We could, we could just dig. If we dig far enough, eventually we'll find the Alto underground. Yes, but then they will start shooting at us because they think we are an incursion. Several of these underground villages have been sniffed out by the mud kickers and torched. Well, don't bring your flamethrower then. None of us own a flamethrower and I was being euphemistic. Correction, none of us own a flamethrower anymore. Euthanasia. Just put my hand my face. Breathe. They were cheap and fun. I don't know what the problem is. Look, I think you're, you're overcomplicating it, things. All we need to do is is just, is just find someone. We just need to talk to people. Right. But we should make sure we are talking to the right people in the right kinds of places. Which, to me, sounds like some of these poorer, smaller fishing villages. Oh yeah, but like, your plan to sort of go in a village that'll get attacked or whatever seems... No, no, not not to get them attacked. The Alto Underground will simply show up and relocate people who need it. So we are present when that happens. Okay. It's an effort that is ongoing to my understanding. Yeah, it's just chatting, isn't it? chat. Let's do some chatting. In a sense, we need to make sure we are on the right boat when it leaves. Or we could stay on land and just talk to people there. We'll, we'll figure out. Let's just land at a Johnny, please work with me here. Even I get what they're trying to say. The important thing is, let's just pick a village at random and go from there. Right, all we need is a little one. Looking for somewhere small, a little bit out of the way, and definitely, like, not in a great place, just on a casual visual inspection. Bobbin, I'd like to use reader situations, just point at a map and uh, use my intuition. Go ahead. Excellent. I'm just going to point at a map and say that's the place. Although the issue is I can't really think of a fail state for this. Excellent. Even better. Which would mean that you don't have to roll. Well, tough I did. It's 14. All right. Congrats, well, you've done it. Yeah, that looks, that looks like the place. Right there. Yeah. That Basically, village. you just... You look at the map, you see the location of New Hesse. You look at the other side of the island. You zoom in past all of the major rivers and you find a fishing village that is next to none of those rivers seems doable yeah that's the place well assuming that you understood the assignment feel at least 
we can trust you to pick out a good place considering your personal experiences in the manor. Yeah, that's the place. Like, I'm not stupid. I'm, I'm smart. Demus head course. Very well. Do you think they have a clove shop? Likely well, I'm just, not. Well, I'm just wearing rags at this point. That's okay. There's, there's no way that's true. You've been on the Metal Star for several days in the course of the downtime, and we all got new clothes. Yes, but I said the point of this session is I'm getting dripped. <laughs> I have no idea what that refers to. <laughs> I don't think you want uh, to. Swag. Johnny is going to attempt to obtain swag. Anyway, yeah, um... So first thing we need to do is dress to impress, so come on, uh, Connor, let's go get Drip. I don't know what that means, but okay. Is is this a twerking thing? I hope it's not. It's, it's, look, the fact of the matter is, one thing I have realized from the last combat mission is that there are a bunch of weirdos, not on this planet, recording us, and... If they want to sort of watch us kill people, we need to at least look the part. Like, you, I can't be in these rags forever. You didn't have to be. You were on the ship for days. Yeah, but we need better clothes. Also, we need to blend into a fishing village. So what we need is to look good enough for the camera, but also look like f- people in a fishing village. That way we blend in. Blending in's good. I mean, it's hard to stab once we start killing. What's the uh, climate here? Temperate. In this particular area, think like New England. Okay. Some of the old England. Do uh, wet. Taxes, monarchy, all that good shit. Yeah. yeah. Come on, Dalton. Let's get some clothes. I like my clothes. They're comfortable. Yeah. You get better clothes with diamonds. No, that's awful. It is the opposite of blending in. I'm just gonna line my new clothes with a kinetic damper. That is not how that device works. <laughs> my drip will break my fall. A uh, question, Fobin. The weird quirk that I chose is that I can swap my clothing's coloration, material, fit, cut, and type completely when I enter any scene. D- does this mean I essentially go on a shopping montage and I actually do come out dressed like someone who belongs here you can (laughs) I should have chosen pretended to be someone else for a time god damn it oh well I'm absolutely just getting two outfits one being like something that fits in here but also something to actually like wear in the robot that's like just vaguely militaristic but also like covered in diamonds and gold like as much as I can get in a fishing village. Anyway. So, just for the record, Demu can create any sort of clothing you might want, but only out of synthetic materials. Yeah, he wants to look synthetic. We need the natural stuff. We need we need the good stuff. The real stuff. Look, Johnny is correct exactly as far as we need to blend in, so I will change my 
comfortable clothes for another set of comfortable clothes that look basically like what everybody else here is wearing based on a quick flyover. But I'm not going on a fucking shopping spree. I will take the synthetic stuff. I have a mission to complete. I get a set of clothes that look natural for the village, but I also get a gold chain that says swag on it. The minute you pick that up, I smack it out of your hands and say, no. I pick it back up. Smack you. No. It clashes with your entire skin tone. I buy the necklace. Now, if you if you could get that in rose gold. <laughs> I'm watching you. I'm, I'm groaning with knives uh, and I, swords. I, at some point, just rip it off your neck and I just throw it into the water. No. You are going to get attacked, Connor <laughs> Elias. Are you actually doing that? Because I will dive in there no. after it. No. <laughs> yeah, so we're all dressed. We're dressed to impress now. I look slightly fancier than the other two, but only very slightly. I'm trying not to overdo it. But at the same time, I do want everybody to know I'm better than them. Yeah, this is, this is, <laughs> this is an order here. It's uh, it's Connor, Johnny, then uh, Dalton. Order for what? Um, style. Oh, okay. So, yeah, I'm fine with being on the bottom of that. There'll be a quiz at the end. <laughs> Actually, there okay. will be. That's, the, that's how experience works now. Christ. <laughs> While these two are getting f- their fits handled. Mm, okay, weird question. I don't know how, like, multiracial, just to, like, get to the heart of it, uh, this world is in terms of like its distribution. D- do I, as like, God, did I set my height? Yeah, do I, as a six foot four man with dark skin, fit in at all in this fishing village of Alto? I would say the dark skin is not so much the issue as the height. And that's less because of genetics and more because of malnutrition. Oh, is everybody here super hungry all the time, too? It's an issue. They only eat fish. Oh, so they've got mercury poisoning. They've got heavy metal poisoning. <laughs> yeah, they love rock too much. One guy got really confused, and he's been eating nothing but silver, so he's just blue all over. <laughs> Silver's a heavy metal, right? Everybody else is doing it. I should, too. <laughs> well, the important thing is, if we want to find people, members of the Alto Underground, we're probably going to have to look at, like, pubs. Because that's where you get the rumors. Right. Yeah, it's so difficult, because, like, I wanted to just walk up to somebody and be like, hey, my two friends and I are uh, refugees from a small village south of here, but I don't look like somebody who would be a fucking refugee. Uh, in a no. minute. In all seriousness, Dalton, what we need to do is just look around the pubs, and what we're looking for is people who aren't necessarily part of the conversation, or people who are who are sort of scoping the room, trying to sort of listen in. I guess I I, I, I don't think anyone from the underground is just going to be sort of hanging out on the street. I think it's I'm, I'm saying this more quietly than I am in mm-hmm. in, in real life, but I, I think what we need to do is look around the taverns and the pubs. And perhaps if we run out of options there, then spread out to the uh, 
piers of marinas. So. Sounds like a good plan as any. Here's what I'm going to do. First of all, I'm going to describe this location that you are in the process of approaching via your cloaked metal wing transport. <laughs> I haven't gone off yet. No, because I haven't described the place yet. You haven't given me the opportunity. So, land in Alto is, well, it tends to be at a premium. Not just because there are rich people gobbling up all of the best locations for their private summer villas, but also because those spaces that aren't there are located on highlands, on steep rock faces. Beaches in Alto are very rare. And so villages that want to access the verdant fishing areas off the coastland often have to build themselves at sea rather than along the coast. Such is the case with this fishing village, which is built on a series of wooden piles driven down into what appears to be a lagoon, which would be blue if it weren't full of, well, let's just say human pollution. Mm. On those piles are a series of wooden platforms that extend roughly and uh, just above the high tide of the lagoon. And upon those wooden platforms are built various houses that appear to be built less out of new materials and more out of scrap wood, scrap metal, basically whatever reused and disused and discarded building materials they can get their hands on to fashion into platforms and roofs and rooms. In this chaotic mess of a town, it's a bit difficult to determine at a glance what building serves what purpose. They all seem to be built more or less out of the same materials and uh, in the same fashions as one another. But from what you can see, there does appear to be a, a sort of a, a main strip of the fishing village. One single large reinforced wooden platform that uh, has the largest number of buildings adjacent to it. Aside from that, uh, something you discover, as Dimu informs you, is that the Metal Wing Transport also has a uh, water landing mode that it is able to uh, splash down into the water and float, although uh, getting out of the ship in these conditions is a bit difficult, at least if you're trying to get your mechs. There is a personal watercraft that is among the various vehicles it uh, brings along. And uh, it is humble enough that it can pass as just another fishing trawler among the many that uh, zip between the various platforms and into the open ocean beyond it, where the actual fishing grounds reside. 
And as for contacting the underground, I think now is a good time to debut the clock system for real. And with that in mind, I believe I will make it a 10 segment clock. This is going to be difficult and involved, but certainly possible. Especially if you all put your minds to it. When the clock is filled in, you will meet with confidence, someone who belongs to the Alto Underground and can direct you further inland. I have added it to my comp con. So, it sounds like the first thing you want to do is identify a uh, social drinking location. Seems like that's our plan right now. Yeah. Yeah. How can't can it be? They have signs. <laughs> where you come from yeah this place doesn't look like it gets a lot of out of towners the signs may not be as well posted as you're used to and for that matter you're all getting some very curious looks regardless of how you're dressed and incidentally Johnny you discover that the rags that you entered Metal Star in are pretty much about what they're wearing here, too. They wear warmer rags. But otherwise, it's uh, actually same sort of poverty strata. Okay. Oh, I, I just realized that Johnny has gone to a completely different kind of damp. He's gone from swamp damp to ocean damp. The important thing is I'm still moist and dripping. <laughs> no. Stop saying that. <laughs> You're making me regret being yeah. friends with you. You haven't acquired good clothes yet. You're not dripping. You're definitely moist, though. Behind the ears, mostly. Well, until I buy my chain, I'm also dripless. Okay, okay. Well, we, uh... We're sticking out like sore thumbs, despite the fact that we are nominally incognito. So it's not going to be a simple matter to just find something. We can't exactly like walk up to somebody and be like, Hello, stranger, where's the bar? Well, we might get told to fuck off. So an indirect route might, uh, might do it. I'm kind of thinking I would like to roll word on the street for this. Makes sense. Just like as we are walking about the town. Does it have a name? I'm tired of calling it the town. You haven't asked. Oh, okay. <laughs> I would have. I would have asked on the way in if this place had a name. I, yeah, I mean, I pointed to a map. Presumably a map has a name on it. It didn't. Oh. And Demos, oh, okay. what Demos says is, I apologize, but while this location is marked on the census, it uses a number rather than a name. <laughs> okay. It's fucking computers, I'm gonna tell you. Alright, well, as we are wandering about this... Uh, I lost the word. As we're wandering around... I am going to listen to other people talking rather than talking to them. You know, 
keeping my ears open for somebody saying, let's go get a fucking drink, and then wandering off in a particular direction. I guess... Yeah, sure, let's take the stress part. I'm going to help you. Um, I, I can read the situation and see who looks particularly thirsty. All right. So yeah, you do take one stress, but you do not have to make your own roll. You just add one accuracy to uh, Dalton's die. Bitch. Big money, no whammies. Eleven. All right. First. This is not a difficult roll in any situation, so you do succeed, and... By getting an 11, you fill in two segments of the clock. Ooh-la-la. All right. Eight to go. And so, yeah, sure enough, uh, you listen to enough locals to find out where the, uh, the fishing vessels coming into port tend to land, dump all their fish. And by heading over in that direction and watching which ways the crew go, you see the majority of them all entering one particular doorway into what at least seems like it could have enough room to be a public house. There is no sign above it, at least none that you can see from a distance. But when you get close to it, you see that on the scrounged metal door is sort of carved, really scraped off of the paint. The word public ha. <laughs> and the, the, the rest is, the, the rest of the paint in the, that section is just missing. Well, Johnny, there's your bar. Mm-mm. We need to finish the sign. I think it's less that it, it's not finished and more it's super finished that like the, the the rest of it was just peeled off with either age or someone with part their particular brand of OCD just picking at the paint yeah I'm not I'm not gonna lie not I don't form. actually what am I talking about I can't read so fuck it yeah like <laughs> <laughs> hold on I'm illiterate <laughs> what what am I getting mad about? I'm so I don't know that this is incomplete. I'm pretty sure pups have more letters. <laughs> so at that this point, I will step back so the other two are in front of me, and I'll just give them like a quick pop on the middles of their backs to push them forward. I I think I'm going to stick out so much that I'm going to be useless here. Don't worry, my specialty is blending in. Wink. Um, Connor, the problem is Dalton can't fit in. So I'll leave it to the two of you. You two go in first, I'll come in a minute afterwards. Yeah, I'll, uh, I'll head on in. Okay. I'll pretend to look busy for <laughs> enough seconds that they can get into whatever crowd isn't there. Uh... Colin, what do you want to do? Uh, I was actually going to find the bartender and buy everyone in the bar around. Okay, you do that and I'll sort of watch. Alright. The interior is fairly dim and dreary. There are a couple of lights hanging 
from the ceiling, bare bulbs, really, that uh, provide just enough light to see by. No real windows on any side of the chamber here, but plenty of chairs and tables, and a few tables that, uh, based on their appearance, look like they're probably used for some form of game or other that has appeared presumably out of the ground for this particular fishing village. At, at the very least, you have no idea what game is played on it, but at the very least resembles the kind of table you would use to play pool. Okay. Um, broadly speaking, can I at least tell whether the game looks like it's physical or mental? Like, does it look like it involves sort of balls or something that needs to be like manipulated manually or is it more sort of pieces that looks like someone who's smart needs to be gone based on what you see the people using one of the game tables doing it appears to be more physical than mental however it is not uh it is not the kind of physical that requires endurance or you know significant effort it's definitely like a parlor game rather than a field game. Okay, so pub sports. Pub sport, obviously. It's a pub. Mm. Uh, speaking of which, you can see a number of wooden barrels stacked up along one of the walls. There isn't really a bar, per se, like you might see in other drinking establishments, but there is, you know, just sort of this waist-high wall slash fence separating the bartender and the the vats of drinks from the patrons of the establishment. Okay. It's more that you walk up there, get served, and take it back to your uh, table to drink. So I guess if Connor's going loud, I'm going to hang back for a minute and observe. It's less loud, and I'm going to I'm going to actually try and uh, here, I'll describe it in character. I'll, I'll go up to the bartender and I'll say, um, how much would it cost to treat everyone here to a round? First thing the bartender does is look you up and down and say, now where exactly did you come from, stranger? Um, Bobbin, you, you didn't give us a specific number for the town, so we don't know, like, so I, this is kind of important for how I am going to answer. What, what is the number of this town? Come on, Bobbin. Sixty-nine. You know what you want to make town sixty-nine. Come on, Bobbin. Ninety-one. Even. All right. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> well, according to the census, it's town seventy-two, but uh, we tend to call it solely. Do you now? How is it that you know what census number your town is? Overheard it from a census taker one year. You sure you're not part of the census yourself? You're not a tax man? Absolutely positive I'm not a tax man. I don't even know what money is. <laughs> no, I definitely know what money is. <laughs> and, and paying taxes is a sin. Oh no, we've turned it. <laughs> We've turned Colin, Colin, Connor into a libertarian. <laughs> I believe I should pay as little tax you, as possible. You, you say turned like that wasn't how I was intent. Like that's what he absolutely would not be in real life. 
Gross. Alright, so, yeah, I'm gonna have to make you roll for this. Yeah, charm. And I'm gonna have to give you a difficulty die. Okay, because that's fair enough. you started off by making him really suspicious. Yep, yep. So, uh, I'm going to roll charm here. And keep in mind, you can push yourself to give yourself an accuracy and cancel out that difficulty. Or you could have rolled while I was talking and gotten a 17. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Rip. Yeah, I got a 17. I'm not going to push myself because that would just be a 19. There's no reason to push myself. All right. And I will count this towards your clock, but at a uh, reduced effectiveness. So by getting above a 10, you gain one segment to your clock. Seven to go. That's fair. And so, yeah, with that, the uh, bartender narrows his eyes at you, says, uh, Well, so long as you're here to buy things and not tax them, say whatever you want. I would love to buy everyone here around. So, yeah, he passes you a tablet for you to uh, push through the electronic charge, because, you know, this is the ass of end of nowhere, but it's the ass end of nowhere a thousand years in the future, so yeah, they've got electronic currency even here. Yep. And, uh, I do a quick head count and buy everyone a drink. Okay, so what happens with me is that while Connor's done now, I've sort of just walked in and sort of leaned against the back wall trying to draw as little attention as possible. What I'm doing is what I said I would do, which is observing the room, see as the drinks are passed around, like who's getting really excited and who's just sort of, if is anyone just sort of watching? Is anyone trying to scope out the situation? Like, what's going on here? All right. I see what you're getting at. So give me a roll, and this could be very effective depending on how it goes. That's probably read the situation again, is that right? It can be. Uh, well, that's the only skill I have. But that's a 14 on reader situation. Nicely done. Nicely done. Thank you. All right. So I'm, I'm looking for, I guess, people who are sort of not getting too excited, but kind of sort of observing. So here's what I'll say. That this was a risky role. And mm -hmm. so for getting a 14, you get both positive and the negative consequences. Fair enough. And that is in addition to getting two segments on your uh, clock. We're halfway there. Five to go. What happens is that you do notice that uh, there is one woman in the corner, currently drinking alone at the very least, who is uh, well-placed with her back to two of the walls and uh, her eyes seemingly moving everywhere within the room. She does not get up to get a drink when it is offered. And the negative consequences is that she notices you noticing her. Fair enough, because I'm going to talk to her anyway. Hi! Real quick, I want to say, I think it's been long enough. I walk in, and I'm basically going to do exactly what Johnny did, but without actually, like, scoping for anything. I just want to be physically present in the building. All right. So each time someone enters the, the building, uh, a number of people sort of turn and look at the door. 
It's rusty. It's not perfectly aligned with the doorway, so it always scrapes every time it opens and closes, creating a clear enough noise for everyone to notice it. But more people notice and keep their eyes on you when Dalton enters than uh, when either of the other two entered. Yeah, fair. I probably look like some kind of enforcer type dude compared to everybody else. Oh, yes. I'm just. I'm gonna look. I'm going to try and school myself into looking, you know. It's obviously, I don't belong here, so I'm not going for that. But, like, I'm not bored, but disinterested. Like, unless somebody comes up and actually tries to start shit with me, I'm fine with whatever goes on. I'm pointedly not scoping the room. Meanwhile, I'm absolutely walking towards this woman. Mom's room is just sort of saying, Hi! Um, and then sort of nodding towards the pub game and saying, uh, Do you want to play? Thanks, I'm good. Couldn't help but notice you weren't getting too excited at the thought of a free round. I come here to relax, and I like to keep my head. Hmm. It's hard for a lone woman in a pub like this, you know. Fair enough. Well, can we just... I guess if you don't want to play, should we chat? Let's chat. What's your name? I'm Johnny, uh, by the way. Um, sorry, I should have introduced myself first. Very rude of me, Johnny Alpha. Pleased to meet you. Well, hey there, Johnny. You can call me Helena. Hi, Helena. Yeah, um... I'm... Yeah, I, I'm new around here. I'm from, uh... I, I'm from Los Rios. It's why I may not... That's why I look a bit different from you guys, but, um, you know, um, I've been asked to sort of come out here to look at your sort of um, farming, like how, how you do the fishery and stuff, see if we can, if there's anything we can take back, like, um, and I'm going to be honest, I've not actually been told what this place is called yet. It's stupid, I know, they've given me a number, 91, that's not this town's name. Like, they give us a number. Fuck it. What's this place's name? Places like this don't have a name. As far as you're concerned, the name is Fuck Off. Everything has a name at some point or another. We call it the town. Because we live here and it's the town. You're not from the town. So that means the name is Fuck Off. Is that you... Do you... Is that you telling me to fuck off, or is that just, like... Sorry, am I annoying you, or...? Hey, Jackie! Yeah? What's the town's name? Fuck off! You I'm see? I'm not annoying you specifically, it's just... I got it. <laughs> Sorry. Um, new around here. We don't... <laughs> over in Soprano, we don't do that kind of thing. We do twerk jousting. You wanna see? Oh no. <laughs> oh no. I have no idea what any of what you just said means. Yeah, um... But I have had enough of this drink to want to see it. Just don't <laughs> expect me to stand up. Connor, it's time to joust. What? <laughs> you know what? 
All right, no, we I... need a beat. We need we need music. For no. the first time, uh, for the first time, I look interested in the goings on in the room, and it's to like <laughs> wide eyed shock, just head snap to Johnny, and then hands go over my mouth, and there's just a slight shake to my head. <laughs> no. Oh no! Come on, Con, you've seen this. Um, we need some music. Uh, where's the jukebox? I'm absolutely not taking part in this. I can't do it on my own. She gestures to basically this sort of wall-mounted device next to the vats of drinks behind the uh, bartender fence. Okay, I, I go over to Connor and say, I think I've got a lead. You just need to play along. No. <laughs> Come on, Connor. I've never asked you for anything before. But You've asked me for plenty, actually. <laughs> what have I asked you for? Uh, he leans and says, deliberate your fucking hometown. Which I did. did but now it's time. Look, you could you could potentially win. Think how good you'll look if you win. Playing on his okay. game show host sensibilities. <laughs> My brain is overheating trying to figure out a way to stop this in its tracks and nothing is occurring to me. <laughs> Okay, okay, hold on, hold on. If, if you lose, you look like a good sport for taking part, so this all works out. I think she's got some info. God damn it, you're... I'm tempted to make you roll, because you really did play to Connor's ego. Alright, I won't count this towards the clock, but... <laughs> if both parties agree, you can absolutely make a roll. Come on, come on, come on. Yeah, you... You have to you have to roll it, dude. If you get a t- if you get a ten or higher. Uh, what do you need me to? Uh, I don't really have any rolls that are suitable for this. Yeah, good luck then. Push uh, yourself, is- take a stress, and <laughs> get an accuracy because uh, you want it. You want it real bad. Yeah, sure. I'll take another stress. I don't have a skill. Uh, I've got assault, hack, or fix. Get there quickly or read the situation. None of which applies. So nope. So it's just a straight d twenty. Uh, 1d20 plus 1d6. They really need to put a straight roll thing on the sheet. Yeah. So 1d20 plus 1d6, that is a 12. Okay, yeah, yep, all right. Two sixes. Despite rolling a fucking six on the d20. That's a natural six on my d6. Connor rubs the bridge of his nose and says, I cannot believe I'm about to do this. Puts a hand on your shoulder and says, you will speak of this. Absolutely nobody. I mean, I won't, I won't speak of this. It's, um, <laughs> I, I look, I look around the room, but say nothing. Like there are. I, I am aware. I am aware, but <laughs> like both I and Connor are aware that other people are going to say say something. You are not allowed to say anything, meaning that okay, you right. cannot confirm it. Okay. Um. Right. So yeah, this is this is the cult. This is the culture. Um. Right here. We need a beat, we need a ring, we need a, an arena, and I need the ring to slowly close in. All right, so, yeah, I, I will say that um, the, the rest of the bar is a mixture of confused and curious, so they are going along with this. And for, for his part, the bartender, uh, when you ask for a beat, nods, goes over to the wall-mounted media player, and hard bass starts playing. Mm, different. Okay, uh, I can work with this. I start twerking. 
I'm going to invoke my background to get an accuracy dice on this, and I will also, I'm going to roll show off. Okay, I'm gonna, uh, I'm gonna roll assault. Worth noting that invoking your background is still a thing and does not explicitly cost you stress to do. You know, I'm gonna fucking okay, stress too. I'm all I'm getting too accuracy on this. Fuck you. All right, but incidentally, given this is his culture's preferred, uh, <laughs> I Bob and just <laughs> so reluctant to say these words. Bob and hates every minute of this. <laughs> It is his culture's preferred competitive sport, so you can also invoke your background for one accuracy die. Sweet. Done. I'm in pain. (laughs) (laughs) How do you think I feel? Out of character, I'm in pain. In character, I am still, like, I have stood up off the wall, but I still got my hands over my mouth, and my head is just shaking slightly, and now I've gone to just... (laughs) Oh no, oh no, oh no, oh no. <laughs> All right. And I will say that uh, for the sake of this roll, assault works. Yeah. Uh, so it's assault versus show off. I got a 17. Oh, that might win. That's an 11. <laughs> you, you, have won the, you have won the twerk joust. <laughs> Despite never twerking a day in his life. He's a professional. He's an entertainer. He knows how to twerk. (laughs) And I will say, uh, since you did at least get a 10, that uh, you've also intentionally gone easy on him. Okay, sure. This is a newbie. You you know, you you want newbies to uh, feel good about, you know, their first time. Oh no, I, I, I still feel a deep sense of shame. No matter no matter the outcome, I feel a deep sense of shame. Well, the, the aim of this is definitely to sort of um, show off my culture to Lena as opposed to beating Connor. But, you know, Connor's got to look good as well. Right. Uh, so describe how you win, Colin. I just... I really don't <laughs> want to. <laughs> I hate... I, you Colin. describe how I went. I, Colin, I hate this. Colin, look, hmm. look, Colin. You can either just continue to be like ashamed about this, or you can just lean the fuck in and have a good time. Yeah, that's, that's <laughs> fucking, it's fucking role playing, isn't it? Um, okay, so I'll describe the bat. So what happens is we sort of start twerking, in, and you quickly pick up the sport. Like you, you know how to dance, so you know how to twerk, and event, and eventually you're sort of moving in the rhythm. We're moving in line with the beat, and sort of as the ring slowly closes, we're getting close to each other. What happens is I'm going in hard. Like I, I figure it's your first time. You don't know. You don't know the rules. You don't know the technique. I'm, I just, I just make a hard sort of leap towards you, and what happens is you fucking dodge, ultra instinct style, um, and just <laughs> as I'm as I'm sort of leaping past you, like you just thrust then and knock me over. <laughs> so I'm on the ground. Uh, that's how it happens, sure. Yeah. I, I will say something else is that uh, Connor is in a different weight class to uh, Johnny. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 
probably got like 50 pounds on him at least. <laughs> that's, a well, that's a well-conditioned ass right there. I cannot believe that I actually won that. Yeah, well done. Um, good, you know, you did well for your first time. Just slowly walk away. I'll beat you next time. There won't be a next time. Uh, so yeah, Helena, that's uh, that's Twitch Jaston. How many clock segments did we get for that? <laughs> no, took away segments. <laughs> Hang on. Because uh, all of this commotion has gotten Helena to actually get up out of her chair. And she was part of the ring when it formed. And uh, as you like, approach her and say what you've said, uh, she is silent for a moment. She uh, just sort of spaces out the silence by taking a drink, which is still in her hand. And then she says, That is by far the least likely thing I have ever seen. <laughs> so I'm pretty sure you're not a narc. <laughs> That's culture. That's our culture. Got very little of it left, but that's ours. How about we take a seat at my table? You bring your buddy there, and uh, the big one is apparently uh, trying to fade into the wall over to my table. Let's, let's talk straight. Yeah, sure. That's fine. Uh, I'll, I'll go grab him. Um, and I sort of just wave my hand like gesturing Col uh, Connor towards the table and then I go to Dalton and say you're not being very subtle it is impossible for me to be subtle here Johnny Yeah. Connor has another drink in his hand anyway uh, I've made a friend Helena um, so an ally if you will um, so let's go talk to her congratulations at this point, I'm going to get myself another drink. All right. All told, let's make it three more clock segments. Two to go. And after everyone is settled and uh, their poison of choice is sat in front of them, you notice Helena has actually gone for that extra drink now. Gotten a refill while she was up. I've just got water. I don't drink. And uh, so... After looking at you all, she says, So, I get that you're from out of town. I get that you're uh, looking for someone who's uh, maybe not uh, in the fishing industry here. But what exactly is it that's brought you to me? I'll uh, take an extra couple of seconds to compose myself after bearing witness to uh, all that. <laughs> and I will lead simply with we are looking to open up a supply corridor. I'm gonna need more than that. We have... I, I can't give you too much details yet, but... We have a lot of resources at our disposal, 
and we would like to get them into the hands of those who are needy. Those who have antipathies to the things that are otherwise keeping resources out of their hands. Alright. And you're expecting me to think you're doing this out of the goodness of your hearts? I wouldn't say it's... It is altruistic, in a way. We are acting for the greater good. All we could really ask out of it is some face-to-face meetings. Ah. That figures. And you're thinking that uh, I'm the sort of person who can line that sort of thing up, huh? Well, I shake my head at Johnny. He certainly does. Alright. I'll say that I could. I'll say I actually believe anything you got to say. And the only reason I think you're not completely full of bullshit is because I think you got it out of your system just now. <laughs> no, I've got plenty more bullshit. But you gotta know that uh, we got systems in place. We got layers so that folks like me who have to stick our necks out don't know too much that we can say to uh, anyone who sniffs us out. Seems wise. Not exactly. But if what you're saying is true, if you've got goods to send on to us, that might get folks interested in the right locations, but you gotta understand I can't take your word for it, and they're not gonna take my word for it. We're gonna need some proof. Well, certainly. We are obviously right now traveling light, but we did not exactly come empty-handed. Give us a time and a place we will arrange for some proof to appear. All right. What are we looking at? Name it. What do you need? Food, clothing, weaponry. I lean in a little bit on that one. Medical supplies. Is there an all of the above box? There could be. All right. I tell you what, I got a contact here. Uh, fisherman likes to take side jobs. You fill this boat to the cargo capacity with whatever it is you brought. I'll take a look, pass it on, see how things go from there. If you're really this unending font of resources like you say, then even if this shipment were to disappear and nothing more were to happen to it, you would, that would be fine with you guys, right? 
Well, our feelings would be hurt a little bit, but we could afford to lose here and need to start again elsewhere. The arc of history is long. And while we are not immortal, we do have most of our lives ahead of us. How poetic. But alright, I suppose you made your point. I'll send that buddy of mine out to uh, certain coordinates on the grid. You load him up. I'll see what he's got. We'll talk. Gonna extend a hand across the table. Save that until we've actually made a deal. Fair, fair. Sorry, I'm not too smart. We need a spade to find your friends, right? You need a what? Don't, don't, Johnny. Don't. A shovel. I'm not sure what you're getting at. He's getting at the fact that they're the underground and we can dig to them. Is what he's making a joke about. Uh, a joke. Johnny is probably honestly asking this question because he cannot fucking read the room. I can. He's just lost in all the. I'm not having the skill to read the room, but in character, he is absolutely lost with like the circular discussion. <laughs> Look, I have a noble background. I have to. I have to talk with a certain degree of horseshit and a certain degree of circularity. That's useful here. In that case, Helena is just going to give you a blank stare and say, like, that's what, a spade? I'm just not going to translate that comment. <laughs> not going to enable Connor this. Connor is absolutely lost. Well, gentlemen, we have boxes to move. Ugh, physical labor. Clap Connor on the shoulder. Let's get a little bit of muscle in those arms. Ugh. It'll be good for you. You know what else was good for me? My sensory deprivation pod. I miss it. That sounds awful. It's quite relaxing, actually. Johnny, are you coming? Uh, yeah, but I still don't know what's going on. We're, we're giving them... We'll explain them, on the way! <laughs> we're giving them some free handouts as a show of good faith. Oh, so we do need a shovel, okay. In a does way. He, does he think the name is literal? I, I think he thinks the name is literal. I think he thinks the name is literal. Is the name not literal? No. I, I'll let your buddies there explain it to you. I think they got a good handle on it. Okay, but you are who we're looking for. Got it. I wink. <laughs> <laughs> just going to gently socially escort Chani from the premises yes. so we can get on with this supply drop take our little boat back to where the metal wing is sitting stealthed in the middle of the ocean. Certainly not the middle of it, but uh, it is where you left it. It is still cloaked, though, so it's uh, 
it's a case where you have to be careful and not just run into it. Mm-hmm. Demo, open the bay door so we can find where the fucking exit is. Door opens. <laughs> Thank you, Demo. Alright, and Connor, you find yourself quite pleased because the the cargo drop is provided by a different transportation uh, ship. Because yours is full up with mechs and uh, arms and uh, vehicles and such. Stuff for your proper mission. And so, you know, the supply drop is handled by other automated equipment. Excellent. I make Connor move boxes around <laughs> the bay anyway. The minute you stop paying attention to Connor, he's gone. I do not stop paying attention to you for even a minute. I'm going to bully you into getting at least a little bit in shape. Swear on the hymn leader's brow. It's finally time to build a device to move boxes. All right, but in the meantime, uh, there is a check I require for you because the clock is not quite full yet. Basically, Demu leaves it up to you to decide what cargo precisely should be shipped to the underground in order to provide them with the best uh, first impression. We should give them digging equipment. Stop it! No, This isn't even in character anymore. It absolutely is. But yeah, so one of you one of you should roll for basically good judgment. I have a thought. And I think I kind of started this, so I should be the one to roll it. Yeah, I've got a relevant skill, but I am absolutely not in character going to be rolling it. Because I'm convinced they're actually on the ground. So, Helena said give us all of the above. So, I am going to give them, like, a bit of all of the above. But I think I want the majority of it to be medical supplies. I was thinking food. Weapons. Well, see, they can eat. They're eating fish. Have you seen the water? Right, which is why it's medical supplies. I want to give them stuff to treat heavy metal poisoning and vitamin Mm. supplements and uh, stuff for, like, God, what's it? Like, digestive supplements to uh, get their gut biomes back in order and uh, stuff for, like, uh, anti-diarrheals, whatever the actual name for that is. Let me clarify for you here. The lagoon is polluted. The fishing grounds are not. The fishing grounds are well away from the lagoon. Okay. And for that matter, so is the fresh water supply, which obviously is not being drained out of this, the ocean beneath them. Okay. Right, right. And for that matter, these supplies would probably be going to those isolated forest homes in the interior of the mm-hmm. island. Food and guns. Okay, so I think I'll be rolling get a hold of something, and if the if we determine that these supplies are gonna go inland, then uh, yeah, food probably. Food's probably the most important thing to give them all a bunch of a good variety, a lot of fresh vegetables, 
lot of stuff that's high in protein. I imagine fruits in particular, this being a temperate forest. I am going to push myself. Get an accuracy on this because I only got a plus two to this roll. Please, please give me good numbers. How about a 17? Good numbers! That's good enough for two segments on the clock. So guess what time it is? Uh, pain time. Huh. It's about quarter two, isn't it? Yeah, more like ten two. But no, it's twelve o'clock somewhere. <laughs> because you have filled in your clock. And you have sufficiently impressed the resistance with your uh, selection of food and uh, goods to uh, give them the impression that you are, in fact, sincere in your desire to assist the underground. So we would load up the fishing vessel with all of the goods, and then, I don't know, probably just hang out on the wing for like a day and a half. Let that actually get to where it's going to go, and then go back into town and meet up with Helena again. Alright. By the way, this town's name is Fuck Off. No, it's not. That, that sounds incorrect. No, no, they told me. It's absolutely a fake name they gave you. Are you sure they didn't just tell you to fuck off? No, no, because we kept talking afterwards, so it's definitely called fuck off. Dalton is learning not to argue with Johnny about things. <laughs> <laughs> He's not learning as fast as he should, which is why he challenged that at all. But he has learned at least to stop now. It's also called the town. So, yeah, the point being made, you return to the pub, and sure enough, Helena is there in that private little corner table that she's uh, apparently staked off for herself. You do notice that she's not alone this time, and uh, the person talking with her immediately clams up as you three enter. She gives him a look as you're heading over. Gives him a nod, at which point he uh, looks at you again, more appraisingly this time. The man seems to be dressed more warmly than the regulars of the pub. Clothing is a level or two better condition than what the folks here are wearing. Also, he's got this huge beard that goes all the way down onto his chest. I see that and immediately miss my own facial hair. <laughs> the hair on his scalp is uh, relatively trim and uh, well-groomed. And so you, you definitely get the, the impression that the beard is not a lack of uh, access to scissors or knives, but a deliberate choice. Hey, Helena, you, t you tell him, what's this town's name? I think the locals just call it town. Yeah, what's the other name? Fuck off. See, I told you. No, that's... No, no. I know better. I know better. Turn away slightly. Hey, uh, nice beard. What's your name? Jeremy. 
Hi, Jeremy. I'm Johnny. Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you, too. And he, unlike Helena, he immediately holds out a hand to shake. Absolutely. Hand is crushed. Several bones I'm, break. I'm strong. I'm the strongest person here. Somehow. <laughs> Why recordy muscles? I don't know about that one, Chief. Definitely, definitely stronger than Connor. Right, what's I will your say assault that? score? Mine's plus four. Hey, how tall are you? Small, but wiry like a fox. Anyway. Right. For his part, he, there is some strength behind the handshake, but not, you know, a deliberate alpha male crush you challenging handshake. Mm. Yeah, I'll just give him this sort of sigma male handshake back. Not while I have a mouthful of hot tea, please. (laughs) (laughs) Finally got Cap to laugh. Mission accomplished. I'm out of here. I've been laughing all night. So, uh, my good friend Helena here says that uh, you're responsible for that uh, shipment of new stuff that we've seen further in. Yeah. Hi, that was us. And she says that uh, it was an incentive on uh, your part to uh, get a meeting with one of the higher-ups in the underground. (gasps) We're looking to make that sort of delivery regular and ongoing. Right but we need to establish a proper supply corridor for that. We need to talk to somebody who actually knows logistics and distribution. Yeah, and she said you were also pretty cagey about where you were from and what exactly you wanted. Something about just uh, doing it for all the right reasons or something like that, but not a single word about where you're from or where these resources are coming from. No, I, I'm from Los Rios, I said that. These aren't all from Los Rios. I've actually been off this island. I have I know what that little town is capable of, and uh, all that medical equipment didn't come from Los Rios. No, no, I'm from Los Rios. Right, exactly. <laughs> KG. We are more than willing to talk about it, but we would like to be in a more secure location amongst more secure people. Our situation is delicate. I'm sure you can appreciate that. Well, we do. That's why you're talking with me now and not Helena. She's our point of contact here in the town. She assures me that uh, the patrons of this bar are uh, on our side, which is the only reason I'm talking quite so openly about all this. But if you want to get to the interior, talk to anybody who's in charge, and there's plenty of folks who can claim that title, believe you me. You're going to need my help to get there. The second he says the bar is open, I sort of think to myself, and then I immediately just start pulling parts out of my bag and putting them together, because I want to do this at some point, damn it. I'm rigging. (laughs) 
Rig up? Yeah. What you rigging? I am making a device that can I that can sort of identify listening to I'm a bug tracker. That's that's what I'm making. Something to track something to I get you. Bugs. I think they call those sniffers, but I get you what I get what you mean. Yeah. In that uh, case, uh, I will need a skill roll to sniff out bugs, but you get one accuracy and you roll an additional D6 for a side effect. Yeah, um, I'm going to guess Hackle Fix probably won't cut it. I'd accept it. Okay, sweet. I'll take that with an accuracy then. Yeah, it's a, a bug in this location would have to be networked to somewhere, and so you might be locating a network in order to hack into it. Okay, so let's rate the roll. That's a 19, and then roll 1d6 for the side effect. That is a 4, a 4. Four means it seems to have a mind of its own and sometimes activates without you, which is the most benign effect there. So, yeah, for this particular device, yes, yeah, yes. If you build a gun later, we're gonna be very upset if you roll a four, <laughs> right? I mean, you'd be more upset if I roll a one, where things just explode unless I start taking stress. All right, you're you're not sure how or when you did this, but. Uh... As you set up the uh, the bug sniffer and turn it on out of a speaker that was sort of attached to a part that you had to install to this thing, you hear a voice going, Hey, boss! You're looking for some bugs, huh? Oh, no. Johnny, what did you do? I, I, made, I made this. What? Who made this? I'm Johnny's little boy. Yeah, it's <laughs> my son. Hey, uh... What's your name? I don't have a name. You have to name me. Okay, your name's not Grumbungus. <laughs> Hi, everybody. I'm Grumbungus. Yeah, any bugs in this room? <laughs> no, sir. Can't sniff out a single bug. Perfect. You just keep sniffing, okay? You're doing a good job. You're my favorite son. Thanks, Daddy. Don't wait for this thing to die at the end of the set. <laughs> All right, Namtab, you've had your Grumpungus for the campaign. It's done. That's your one. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. I'm dead. I'm dead. I'm dead in real life. <laughs> I've been taking it. It seems to have his mind to be like very literal. <laughs> Thanks, I like, I like that. It seemed appropriate. Very happy. Are you right? This room's not being tracked. All right. That's good. You got a deft hand with the electronics there. Yeah, I just put things together and it seems to work. We'll see. Uh, I'm surprised a comp con can even fit on that little thing. Oh, is that what that is? Yeah, I'm assuming you didn't put a full AI on it, so... Uh, yeah, unless it's uh, actively sentient, that thing that qualifies as a comp con. I shrug because I have absolutely no idea one way or the other whether I've made this thing actually alive or not. Mr. Beauty's right. I'm not alive. <laughs> I'm not a person. It'll be fine when I die at the end of this session. I don't have a soul. I will go to neither heaven or hell. Sweet oblivion awaits me. Christ. <laughs> 
Uh, yeah, um, I made it. You want to borrow it? Uh, no, that's okay. It's, uh, seems pretty attached. I love you, son. I am incapable of love, daddy. This thing disturbs me on a fundamental level. <laughs> now that we know communications are secure, I am like massaging my brow. <laughs> our, um, our situation is a little complicated, a little fantastic. I need to ask that you bear with me. I don't suppose you've had any access to the Omninet. Well, I've been around enough to know that it's a thing that exists, but, uh, yeah, Omninet-capable terminals are few and far between, even back in, uh, New Hesse. Alone in the places where we don't want to be tracked or found. That's fine. It simply would have skipped a few steps. We are... The spearhead of a liberation force. Our supplier is a starship born of an alliance of other inhabited planets that has been lurking underground with the intent of toppling the hegemony wholesale for a good long while. Only recently has it acquired the... I kind of look at the other people at the table, manpower to actually get the project started. I think we're sponsored by Manscaped? No, that was just me. Ah. So, I'm going to be completely honest here, friend. You're throwing around a lot of words and concepts that I've got no real reference point for. I didn't either. But if I'm getting you right, you're saying that a bunch of allied aliens don't like our government and want to overthrow it. I'm nodding at every point. The gist of it, yes. Also, we've got big robots. Well, everybody's got big robots. As a bigger. We have very good big robots. Mine has a face that talks to me. Yeah, but we've all got things that talk to us now. You've got me, Daddy. That's right, son. You're doing a good job. Keep listening. Well, do. This is my favorite character now. As I said, our situation is unique, and I have to ask for you to bear with me while we establish ourselves. Well, if nothing else, I kind of understand where you're coming from now, why you were so cagey to begin with, because that is some incredible bullshit you're throwing around. I agree. It is absolute bullshit the situation that I have been placed in it's gotten me in the trouble with the subharmonic choir twice a lot of heads just turn over to look at this table when you 
say that word. I I don't look at Connor. I just reach over and smack him in the back of the head. I'd also like to slap Connor in the back of the head. I don't let you do that. Try and stop me. Roll for it, motherfucker. Roll assault. Fine. <laughs> 17. Fuck you, beat 17. Oh, that shouldn't be with accuracy. Uh, hold on. E- even with a 6, it's above a 10. Uh, no, and certainly above that. <laughs> yeah, I'm absolutely slapping you in the back of the head. That's not a name you should be throwing around quite so easily. Uh, even if we aren't bugged right now. This place is not bugged, Daddy. Uh, is he just going to do that every time anyone says the word bugged? This place is not bugged, Daddy. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I've given him a very basic level of sentience, but he's not alive. Right. Just, say, just don't say bugs. There are no bugs here, Daddy. Good job, son. <laughs> yeah, so the other name you should also not be saying out loud. And uh, in the future, I'd be careful uh, who you bring that up with, regardless of the circumstances. Fair enough. I'm just going to write Jeremy a note and pass it to him over the table. And the note says, so what is that? this town's actual name? <laughs> I don't live here. I told you already, it's fuck off. I may be stupid, but I'm not stupid. Hey, bartender. What do we call this town's name? Fuck off. She shrugs. F or V or? It's two words, and I think you know which ones they are. Okay. Let me get to the bottom of this. This is my quest. So, the good news for you is that... Whether our story is accurate or not doesn't really affect what we can give you. Right. And uh, in exchange for which you want to uh, set up a permanent site for uh, handing off the goods. Something more reliable than a uh, fisherman or two who could, uh, you know, get bribed. That would be ideal, yes. That would accomplish the first of our two agenda items here on Alto. Oh no, now you got me curious. Give him a, a kind of sly grin. Well, we uh, can't exactly call this place liberated while there is an active, hostile military force on it. Do you know where someone with the initial CM lives? CM? Yeah, um, important person. Like, I think you'll, if, if you think about the um, initials and think about who you don't like, you will probably know who CM is. Oh, her. Yeah, gonna kill her. Well, far be it for me to stop you. But, uh, I don't think I'm in a position to help with that. But, uh, well, I suppose, uh, it makes a bit more sense why you'd be, uh, hunting down the, uh, underground leadership, such as it is. I figure if anybody here has information on how we might approach that, 
There would be someone amongst your ranks, if not you in particular. Yeah, you could say I'm more of a guide than anything else. Uh, a conductor. That's what folks like to call people like me. I make sure uh, folks who need to be elsewhere get where they're going uh, with as little molestation as possible. Well, if you are in the business of moving people about to relevant locations, could you get somebody more in the know moved to ours? No, I don't think that'll be possible, but I could get you into the interior. That'll do. I mean, you wouldn't mind placing yourselves in our power, considering what you're here to do, right? We should have nothing to fear from you. Exactly. Oh, we, we need to be... We need to join the plays. Join the plays? That's yeah. our working idea, as we are aware of the, uh, the shows the Mud Kickers put on. Oh, right. The hostage spoofs. I wouldn't know uh, anything about that. It's not exactly a straight path to the interior from here, if you know what I mean. And uh, the path, such as it is, steers very clear of anything more heavily armed than with a rifle. Right. As I said, we have time. We actually can't be moving too quickly. We are expecting two more people to join us. We don't want to get too far ahead of them. Well, if you say so. When do you want to leave? Give us a day or two. Like I said, I want the rest of our party to catch up with us before we lose them. There's one in particular who certainly would not appreciate being left behind on this business. Well, if you say so. Also, we need the robots with us just in case. Oh no, we, we wouldn't take that. That would be threatening. Is it nearby? Nearby. Nearby. Yeah. But... Well, we're not. We're, we're the good guys. I've done nothing wrong. I look at Grumbungus and say nothing. <laughs> something to say about my son. Don't worry, Daddy. Only the good die. <laughs> As he dies when the session ends. <laughs> okay. Alright, so session. how does how does session how does end of session work now? Uh, you look at what ideals you've done and yes. the next people. We uh, all go through the various ideals, the three major ideals, the one minor ideal you have chosen for this session, and we collectively decide whether or not you have fulfilled them. For each yes, you get one experience point. I make mine free experience. I think I addressed a challenge with creativity. 
You have certainly expressed your heritage. Yes, absolutely. Um, the creativity, definitely. Um, and then, uh, in the end, I went with the minor ideal of creating a new alliance, and I think we managed to achieve that this session. All right. Would you say that you have struggled with issues from your burdens or background? I wouldn't say that I have. Um, I've certainly used my background, but I don't think it. I don't think it was an issue. It was not a major hindrance. No. Um, to be honest, I don't think I'm going to be achieving that one unless I, um, unless something comes up with Colonel Slaughter or whatever his name was, or I you actually know what? start getting. You're it. probably going to struggle with that when we go to uh, Meso Soprano, which is basically just like a resort town for people from Treble, and you're just going to have to like restrain yourself from gunning them all down. Mm, yes, I will definitely do that. Alright, but yes, agreed. That was three experience points. I don't know if I did two or three, because I did address one challenge with subterfuge, and then I did charm my way out of a charge situation. I'm just struggling if I expressed heritage, background, or beliefs through my actions. I, f I feel like maybe getting a drink after the twerk off might be a yes, but that's up to you at this point, if that if that should count. I would count the fact that you got talked into the twerk off because, as we mentioned, your background as being a game show host was explicitly used against you to incentivize you to do so. Alright, so yeah, I've got three. Probably you struggled with the issues then. Yes. But actually, you, no, you you probably expressed it through like being persuaded to try new things, but you also struggled with the issues because you didn't actually want to do it, you were talked into doing it. I would only give one of those for the single instance. Yeah, yeah. Because okay. no. either it was beneficial or it was a hindrance. Not, it can't really be both. Right, so three it is then. Either way. Alright. Well, I definitely did not protect someone weaker than myself, so my minor ideal is not fulfilled. Uh... Oh, you could have taken part in the twerk off and gotten won a competition. <laughs> if only you were invited. <laughs> I really need to, like... I need to get better about playing up the culture shock here, me coming from a rich background and suddenly being amongst all these, like, hyper-poor, destitute individuals. I need to get mm -hmm. better about playing that. Uh, and me being huge and well-fed didn't actually, like, cause me any problems, so I did not struggle with a background. I don't know, because you did use that as a reason for why you were unable to take the lead in the pub. Yeah, okay. You you wanted to do more, but you couldn't because of who you were. That's fair. And you definitely did do some leadership stuff. I definitely yeah. did do some leadership stuff. Yeah. And I kind of feel like in the course of my negotiation with both of these people, I kind of... I, I applied the, the snakiness of nobility 
you know, how they talk to each other, how they have to be circuitous sometimes, because it's not proper to state your intentions outright all the time. True enough. So, I expressed my background a little bit, I think. So that's three for you, too. All right. Was there anything else? Well, that is as much end-of-session stuff as happens in uh, Lancer mid-mission. Okay. Cool, cool, cool. Good session. Yeah. Good session. Thanks for joining me. I need to rebuild Chrome. Thank you for hosting us. Thank you for listening, folks at home. It's good to live. It's good to live. And I hope I'll see everybody next time. Good night. Good night. My baby.